director of special investigations at the Chicago PD hadn't called me for consulting work in more than a month. Most of my living for the past few years had come from serving as special consultant to SI, but after a fracas last spring involving a dark wizard fighting a gang war for control of Chicago's drug trade, work with SI had slowly tapered off, and with it, my income. I don't know why Murphy hadn't called me in as often. I had my suspicions but I hadn't got the chance to confront her about them yet. Maybe it wasn't anything I'd done. Maybe the monsters had gone on strike. Yeah, right. The bottom line was I was strapped for cash. I'd been eating ramen noodles and soup for too many weeks. The steaks Mac had prepared smelled like heaven, even across the room. My belly protested again, growling its Neolithic craving for charred meat. But I couldn't just go and eat the dinner without giving Kim the information she wanted. It's not that I never welched on a deal, but I'd never done it with anyone human. And definitely not with someone who looked up to me. Sometimes I hate having a conscience. And a stupidly thorough sense of honor. All right, all right, I sighed. Let me get the dinner, and I'll tell you what I know. Kim's round cheeks dimpled again. Thanks, Harry. This means a lot to me. Yeah. Yeah, I told her, and got up to weave my way toward the bar, through the columns and tables and so on. McAnally's had more people than usual tonight, and though Mac rarely smiled, there was a contentment to his manner that indicated he was happy with the crowd. I snatched up the plates and bottles with a somewhat petulant attitude. It's hard to take much joy in a friend's prosperity when your own business is about to go under. I took the food, steaks and potatoes and green beans back to the table and sat down again, placing Kim's plate in front of her. We ate for a while, myself in sullen silence and she in a hearty hunger. So, Kim said finally, what can you tell me about that? She gestured toward the piece of paper with her fork. I swallowed my food, took a sip of the rich ale and picked up the paper again. All right. This is a figure of high magic. Three of them, really, one inside the other, like layered walls. Remember what I told you about magic circles? Kim nodded. They either hold something out or keep something in. Most work on magic energies, or creatures of the never-never. But mortal creatures can cross the circle and break them. Right, I said. That's what this outermost circle of symbols is. It's a barrier against creatures of spirit and magical forces. These symbols here, here, here are the key ones. I pointed out the squiggles in question. Kim nodded eagerly. I got the outer one. What's the next? The second circle is more of a spell barrier to mortal flesh. It wouldn't work if all you used was a ring of symbols. You'll need something else, stones or gems or something, spaced between the drawings. I took another bite of steak. Kim frowned at the paper and then at me. And then what would that do? Invisible wall, I told her. Like bricks. Spirits, magic, could go right through it, but mortal flesh couldn't. Neither could a thrown brick, bullets, anything purely physical. I see, she said, excited. Sort of a force field. I nodded. Something like that. Her cheeks glowed with excitement and her eyes shone. I knew it. And what's this last one? I squinted at the innermost ring of symbols, frowning. A uh, mistake. What do you mean? I mean that it's gobbledygook. It doesn't mean anything useful. 
Are you sure you copied this correctly? Kim's mouth twisted into a frown. I'm sure, I'm sure, I was careful. I studied her face for a moment. If I read the symbols correctly, it's a third wall, built to withhold creatures of flesh and spirit. Neither mortal nor spirit, but somewhere in between. She frowned. What kind of creatures are like that? I shrugged. None, I said, and officially it was true. The White Council of Wizards did not allow the discussion of demons that could be called to Earth, beings of spirit that could gather flesh to themselves. Usually a spirit circle was enough to stop all but the most powerful demons or elder things of the outer reaches of the Never-Never. But this third circle was built to stop things that could transcend those kinds of boundaries. It was a cage for demonic demigods and archangels. Kim wasn't buying my answer. I don't see why anyone would make a circle like this to contain nothing, Harry. I shrugged.